0: Welcome to The Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all the time. This is episode 27, and in celebration of the official end of the fantasy season, we are doing a way, way, way too early first round mock draft for 2023. Me, John, and Paul are each, we're not doing each separate drafts. So we're all just going in chronological order john is the first pick i have second paul is the third and so on and so forth so john you have the honor of picking the first overall pick of 2023
1: and who is it gonna be oh last year it was between jonathan taylor and cmc we obviously know it's not gonna be jonathan taylor but i do think that cmc deserves the 1.1 next year too he was able to stay healthy this year Killed it on the Panthers. He killed it on the Niners. He especially killed it on the Niners. I mean, he was so involved in that offense. And so I think that after a full offseason with the Niners, practicing with the team, I understand the quarterback situation will be different, but I don't think that's going to change. I got Christian McCaffrey at the 1.1. Am I crazy? Because I was thinking, I was talking many other names during the season that it's, I was saying Eckler, I was saying Jefferson. But I was looking at everything, and I'm going to stick with CMC.
0: Honestly, I don't have – it's not who I had as my first overall pick. But I honestly think for the first time in a couple years that that there's multiple people that could go first overall. I think there's three solid people you could make an argument for first overall this upcoming season – Whereas it's normally like one or two people, and typically there's like a consensus one. But I don't think there's like a, can it be a consensus one next season. So I like the Christian McCaffrey pick.
2: Yeah, I think it's it might be the safest pick on the board, barring any injury. McCaffrey just constantly puts up disgusting numbers. He gets Kyle Shanahan again with this offense, not making any changes. It's a solid pick. I didn't have him at 1-1 either, but he was definitely in my top three.
1: All right, let's see what Bobby has for his 1-2.
0: All right, well, this is the guy that I had as my 1-1 in my mock draft, and it's the guy that probably had the best season individually in the NFL. Different position, too. Usually we see running backs going in the top two picks, but it's a wide receiver. It is Justin Jefferson. Probably not going to get to that 2,000-yard mark that everyone was hoping for, but... He's had an amazing season this year. And as we're going to talk about later in the episode, I know we all think there's like a changing of the guard in the top of fantasy mock drafts coming next year. I think receivers are going to start to play more of a role, especially in the first round. And Justin Jefferson, I think they will actually be a positive touchdown regression for him next year. Cause he doesn't really have a lot of touchdowns this season. So yeah. I'm expecting him to score more next season.
1: Yeah, I think if you were to pick, just like you said, Bob, if you were to pick Jetta's 1.1, there's nothing wrong with that because he was clearly the highest scorer in terms of flex players taking quarterbacks out of the equation. And my only concern is, like, will there be a quarterback change for the Vikings Mm. next year?
0: Is Kirk Cousins' contract
1: up or something? Because he just throws the ball so much, and it just gives – Justin Jefferson so many opportunities.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying like who do you like Do you think they could actually change quarterbacks? I didn't even think that was
2: I think they're stuck with Cousins because they're going to have too high of a draft pick where they can't really grab a good rookie. And then I'm pretty sure Kirk Cousins' contract is not up, so he'd be dead weight if they cut him. Or I guess they could try and trade him, but who wants Kirk Cousins realistically?
1: Yeah. his last year is 2023 in his contract, so they he could move Ooh, make, the make contract him make
0: him move. contract year next season. Kirk Cousins about to have an MVP type season next. Oh year. yeah, he is.
1: <laughs> yes. wow. All right, Jet is the one one.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if they were even hypothetically, if they were to move off of Kirk Cousins, the only guys that you know who are we think are going to be available in the off season are guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Tom Brady. They're all pretty much Kirk cousins at this point. There's no real like major upgrade that they could make unless they were to, you know, even Aaron Rodgers is kind of the same at this point. True.
1: All right, Paul, you're up.
2: So I know we touched on it earlier. We do sort of see a changing of the guard here moving towards wide receivers. But I'm actually staying tried and true. This was my guy who I had as the 1.2. So I had Justin Jefferson at 1.1. And then I have Austin Eckler at
0: 1.3. And then that's who I had at 1.3 as well.
2: Yeah. No so Eckler, the only bad thing I can say about Eckler is he turns that magic number next year. So he will be 28 for the 2023 NFL season. But Listen to Austin Eckler's history. So since 2019, when we really saw him emerge, he played all 16 games and he finishes a PPR running back four. And then he got hurt in 2020, but still finished bottom barrel running back two, top RB three. But that was missing six games.
1: Holy shit.
2: Yeah. And then wait,
1: how did he do that?
2: Yeah. So he was a, he was still a stud when he was playing. When he was on the field, he was a stud. Wait, and then what? you go into these past two years, you go to 21, 21 and 22. He finishes the PPR running back two. And then this year, he is, if the season ended today, the PPR running back one. Very
1: consistent top five running back for the last five years.
2: Yeah. And, and that's why, that's a big reason why I have Eckler at the 1.3. You're getting a steady, safe RB1 who has the potential to be the RB1, literally. And at the third pick, why not make a safe, awesome pick? This Chargers offense, Justin Herbert's still going to be amazing. The only thing is Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, are they going to be healthy? Are they going to be there? But Eckler's proven, even when they're not playing, Eckler's
0: still pretty solid. And so, he loves fantasy football.
2: Dude, he loves fantasy yeah,
1: football. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right, so we're going to look at the 1-4 here. And again, last year we would have probably had three running backs within the first four picks, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change that narrative a little bit. I'm gonna go with a wide receiver, one that was super high scoring, and that is Tyreek Hill.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Just because I think him and Tua are just getting started. Now granted Tua needs to stay healthy next year, but Tua missed what, four games this year, maybe? and Tyreek still put up great numbers. So I think yeah. Tyreek's big playability is just so high and he is that guy on your team where if you are down by 30 points on a Monday night, like there's a chance you could come back and win. So yeah. I think that he is just super valuable and his ceiling is so high at any given play, he can have like a 12-point play.
2: I actually completely agree with you. I had Tyreek Hill is my 1.4 as well, but my reasoning was a little different. I think there's going to be a new quarterback in Miami next year. And whether it is Aaron Rodgers, whether it is Tom Brady, I think they will have an improved quarterback. And if he's doing this with Tua, God, Tom Brady, if you watched him play this past weekend, he still spun the ball really well downfield. I think Mike Evans had a couple big plays. So I think if Tom doesn't hang the cleats up, I think there's a chance he goes to Miami. And that would just be... Greatest thing ever for Tyree Kill.
0: That is spicy. That's very spicy. I like it though. I do like it. Yeah, it would be
1: really epic for Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle for that matter. I mean, I wonder if they're just gonna try and because they have Tua for one more year. I think very like on the low on his rookie contract. So it seems if we're thinking logistically here that it would make the most sense for Tua to be the quarterback.
2: This is his fourth year, right? So they can not pick up his fifth year player option.
1: Oh, I thought it was his third year. You might be because it's Jalen Hurts' third year, and Jalen and Tua came into the, were in the same draft class.
0: Fair enough. I think you're right. So that leaves it to me, the one five, the one five, and I actually had someone. So I had Tyree kill a little lower in the first round, but. I also, I think I do agree. He definitely should be higher. He should be more. I had him at the lower end of the first round, but I definitely think now after listening to that and just looking at the player list again, I definitely think he should be in that conversation for top five at the bare minimum, like mid first round. And I'm actually going to change up who I took with the fifth pick because my fourth wasn't taken yet. I originally had Saquon at one four. Whoa. But I'm going to change that. To Devontae Adams at the one as the one five. I think Devontae Adams, the questions have been answered about him, and pretty much the question was can he survive without Aaron Rodgers and be fantasy relevant? And he like really exceeded expectations. I think no matter what happens with Derek Carr this offseason, he already showed with Jared Stidham that he could put up. Amazing fantasy wide receiver, one numbers. So I don't think it really matters who the quarterback is. Like you said, John, and you always say, is draft talent. Pay attention to talent. And Devontae Adams has the talent. He's a top two wide receiver in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I wonder where Derek Carr is going to go. That was just like a very – it came out of nowhere – and, I mean, it made sense. Like, they were like, okay, we probably want to try and trade Derek Carr. Let's keep him healthy. But that was just, like, such a quick breakup between yeah. Derek Carr and the Raiders. He was on their team for so long.
2: Yeah, apparently Derek Carr was one who requested to leave.
1: So would I, dude. And you See, saw I what, think that's such Dante a pussy Adams move. Adams may not be on the Raiders next year either.
2: I know. I just think that's a pussy move. Like, you just shut your mouth. You be the third-string quarterback. You let everything else. You show other teams that, like, hey, I'm still a team player. Because other teams could be looking at this and being like, oh, you got your feathers ruffled a little bit and you just walked out, went home like a baby, tucked your tail between your legs. Like, I think that just doesn't sit well with a lot of GMs, where I think it would have worked better if Derek Carr was just like, you know what? Fuck you. You want me to be the third quarterback? That's fine. But you're going to have to cut my ass. I'm not going to, he has a no trade clause. So he can say, like, don't trade me. You're going to have to cut my ass, pay me my money, and then I get to pick where I go.
1: Wow. It's a good take, ball. It feels like you've been storing that in you know, for a while. I
2: heard, I heard that on the local radio because, of course, with Lamar, not to go on a tangent, but with Lamar, they were like some caller. He was like, "You think the Ravens should go after Derek Carr?"
1: And <laughs> that's how all that came up.
0: Oh, that's funny. So, oh.
1: first five picks: three receivers, two running backs. That's got to be the first time that's happened in years. If this is actually how it goes, which clearly considering how early we are in mock draft season fantasy season's not even technically over yeah this will most likely change as we get closer and closer but it's nice that we're doing this just to give everyone a little little sneak peek of what yeah. next year is going to look like because as of now the only ones that are similar are cmc and justin jefferson in the first five picks yeah i guess eckler he might have been right around five but i a- and kill Hill were nowhere close
0: i think I think Eckler, he was a keeper in our redraft league, but I think he was going, like, number three overall last year, too.
1: He was ranked as the number five overall. I think it was the the Fantasy Award episode that we were doing a couple episodes ago, and I I remember talking about how, like, Eckler was in the same range as Najee, Swift, and Derrick Henry, and so that would have been, like, the four, five, and six.
0: I don't think Swift was that high, though.
2: Yeah, I think Swift was, like, a second or third round pick.
0: Yeah, he was not. Swift was not that high. but Really? Yeah, let's move on. Who's okay. got the next pick? Is that Paul? Paul's up it's now. It's me.
2: Yeah, 1-6. It's me. So my 1.5 is still on the board. I had Devontae Adams actually in the bottom part of the first round. Really? Not that I don't love Devontae Adams, but I went a little safe with my first round picks, I'll say. And so who I'm going to slide into that 1-6 is going to be Stephon Diggs.
0: Okay. I know, Dude, that's crazy Yeah I know <laughs> I, I called Diggs him a uh,
2: I know I called him unclutch In a previous episode And I still low-key stand by that But do no. not get it twisted Stephon Diggs is the focal point of this offense He has arguably the best quarterback in the league Not named Patrick Mahomes Throwing him the ball He is 14 targets 10 catches, 100 plus yards and a touchdown Every game it feels like and so, I think you're getting a very consistent, tried-and-true wide receiver one. He's got great chemistry with his quarterback. His quarterback can fucking sling the rock. Oh, they don't like running the ball.
1: I'm going Stephon Diggs. Stefan Diggs is a 100% a first-round pick, Bobby. 100%. Uh,
0: I don't – I, dude, I think there's a lot of other guys I would hands-down take over him.
1: Dude, like he – his floor – is really like 14 points. He had one 10-point game against the Ravens in like week four or two or something like that. He had three 14-point games, a 10-point game, and then everything else other than that was higher than 14 points until the worst time of the year. But you can't let recency bias affect next year's draft picks.
0: He probably should be a first-round pick. I Yeah, I agree with that. I didn't have him in my original mock. I think there's definitely guys that you could switch up with him but i don't know man there's like beside he had that like crazy streak in the beginning of the year there's something about a josh allen led offense that i just don't like how yeah like, how do you like, there's nothing ha- that's changing josh about allen's that a fucking josh allen's a fucking ball hog <laughs> like, <laughs> what? you know what i mean <laughs> he passes the ball
1: more than he runs it
0: he brought, he vultures touchdowns like it's his fucking job.
1: Oh yeah, I know. But, but I, running
0: backs, he's getting, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, he's still run, he still runs. That's still technically taking it away from wide receivers too. If he's getting a, a bunch of goal line carries, I do agree that I should have Stefan Diggs in the first round. But there's plenty of other guys. I'd rather have Cooper over. Stefan
1: Diggs, not, not hands next down. Next year, dude. 100%. 100%. Cup's for me. Cup, like, Cup is going to miss the whole entire offseason.
0: Dude, he, what do you mean? He has a high ankle sprain.
1: I, he tore his ACL, I thought. No. Really?
0: I don't think so.
2: I just don't trust the situation in L.A. Oh, right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, you're right. It was not an ACL tear. I remember because they were like, they were like, yeah, it doesn't require surgery or something like that. Or they were like, yeah, he, he's not like, like that he's out. And then the they only like, uh nah, we're actually just going to sit him.
0: They only didn't bring him back this year because they were in last place and they have nothing to play for. He probably would, could have played again if the, they were, the Rams were close to relevant.
1: I forgot. Oh, yeah, it was a high ankle sprain. Why did I think it was an ACL tear?
0: I think because he was just – they said he was done for the year,
1: maybe. I would still have Diggs over Cup, regardless, just because ah. we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look you'd like. Rather have, you'd rather have – you'd
0: rather have – You'd rather have Diggs over Jamar
1: Chase, too? Yes. Ah, That's I just tough. I think I'd rather have Chase. That's a close one, though. Chase just gets more touchdowns.
0: And Jamar Chase should have, next season, assuming he stays healthy, should
1: have positive regression
0: as well. Agreed. I feel like. The yeah.
2: only yeah. knock on Chase for me is that look at their wide receiver twos. The Bills is Gabe Davis, who's a bum, and T. Higgins is a dog. So there's yeah. going to be when you have Jamar Chase, there's probably going to be three, four, maybe even five games a year where they're T Higgins games and Burrow just peppers Higgins. True, yeah. that's that scares
0: me. I, I agree. All right, so that leaves you, John.
1: Yeah, and I'm honestly, I we're all in the same general area so far. I had Devonte Adams as my one six and Diggs as my one seven, but. This guy still hasn't been picked, so I'm going to pick him now. Uh, So this would be our 1-7 here, and that'll be Josh Jacobs. I think he is serving round
0: Talent.
1: We don't know anything about his team that he's going to be on next year or his quarterback or head coach even. We don't know what's going on. So as of now, Josh Jacobs is a middle-of-the-round first-round pick for me.
2: I had Jacobs a little later in the first round but I still gave him some respect for his season that he had this year.
0: I had Jacobs at 1 9. Okay. Oh, I so had him at 11. 11. 11. I had him the lowest. Yeah. But I think yeah, I think the biggest thing with Jacobs obviously you said it already John is that where he's going to end up. But assuming let's just assume he stays with the Raiders. Yeah, you got to go Jacobs. off what we know now. Josh McDaniels is still going to be the coach. He's going to probably get the same amount of volume next season. Again, we've talked about it before. It's probably just more of now you're taking him higher, and it's more risky at that point as opposed to getting him at a bargain price in the fifth round. But yeah, he's definitely earned mid-first round value at this point,
1: especially in a PPR league. If he keeps up passing, if the catching volume, he's. I'm not saying. It's going to be very hard for him to do better than this season next year. But if he can put up anything similar, I mean, hell, if he went from 30-point games this year to 25, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. So like that is it. my
0: 1-7. Wow. So we already talked about him enough, so we won't harp on it too much. But this is an easy pick for me. I think if you get Cooper it the eighth pick overall you're getting an absolute steal he's not seriously injured he's not going to miss any time just had a high ankle sprain I understand the concerns with how the Rams maybe will look next season but from everything we've heard so far Matt Stafford is going to be the quarterback again Matt Stafford only throws to Cooper Cup that's not going to change if McVay is still there if everything stays as is Cooper Cup is going to be an easy top five wide receiver and the eighth pick is a steal for that he was going oh, he was in the top five last season
1: too so yeah you know, he easy pick for me here that's a good one yeah that is great value for cooper cup
2: and it's a great argument bob that you said where even in the disarray this year and as long as matt stafford and sean McVay are back there is literally no reason why you should assume that cup is just going to fall off a ledge like even when they, the Rams were dog shit this year when Cup was playing and healthy, and he still was going stupid. I think he was the wide receiver one for a good portion of him being healthy.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah him, him, Diggs, and Jefferson, and Hill were just like consistently battling.
0: <laughs> I, I kind of regret now taking Devontae Adams at five and not Cooper Cup at eight. <laughs> I wish yeah. we could switch both of them right now. <laughs> but regardless, Cooper Cup is going to be a stud again until – Matt Stafford retires.
2: And that's why you do these way too early ones right now. You talk yourself out of the kinks. You talk yourself yep. out of, you know.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right, Paul, who you got? Are we going running back or are we going, we going to keep the, oh no, we had an. I know what Paul's
1: going to do
2: and it's. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Ooh,
1: okay. I, I, I agree, dude.
2: a big portion of this is that I am just so tired because I feel like the last couple of years I've had these late, you know, towards the middle, but more more late first round picks. And the past like three years, I like convinced myself that Travis Kelsey is not the person I should draft, that I have to get a running back or a receiver. And so what's the saying? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me two, three, four times, shame on me. So I am... Yeah, Paulie Walnuts does not get burned by the same flame three times, baby. So this is what we're doing. We're going to take Travis Kelsey here. He looks fantastic. He's been healthy all year, knock on wood. And he just he puts up wide receiver numbers, and you get him at tight end. And there's so much depth at wide receiver this year. Every year, it seems like. So having a tight end that I don't even have to blink about, the only one we talk about being consistent, I would love if my – if I have the 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, whatever pick, I would love seeing Travis Kelsey on my team.
1: Yeah. I agree. the words right out of my mouth, Paul. It's like, he's a tight end, it gives you positional advantage in the first mm-hmm. round, and he's putting up wide receiver numbers. So, why not just do it? I have him. Bobby at- has done it like three out of the last five years, I feel like, and he makes the championship every year, so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I had him at 110, so yeah, definitely the range that I'd be targeting Travis Kelsey with. But I also don't think it would be crazy if he goes more towards the mid part of the first round, just because, like you said, with the positional advantage and everything. So, you know, we'll see. And he's always durable. He's always on the field. You never really have to worry about him missing time at all. I think the only thing maybe you're not even really concerned about, but something you'd in the back of your mind a little bit Is how long is he going to keep this up Before his age starts to show a little bit Yeah go.
2: He's Dude, definitely not a that. spring chicken He's going to be 34 next year but
1: Dude he's been the tight end one since 2016 yeah, And like <laughs> Tony Gonzalez
2: played until he was like Super old too and still played very competitively So like these tight ends are big Physical specimens Yeah, oh
0: my God. Tony Gonzalez Dude. on the Falcons Was really good in fantasy for a while
2: Yeah
1: Yeah, he's about to have his best year. His best year so far is 2020, where he had 311 PPR points. However, he's at 306 right now with still one more game to play. So, yeah, he should have his best fantasy year this year.
0: All right, so that brings us back to John.
1: Yep, and this guy was pretty much drafted at this spot last year. I got him at the 11th spot, and that is Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was very consistent this year. He was healthy. Me and Paul spoke about him last episode where like the only thing that you can shit on Saquon for is that he just doesn't have any multiple touchdown games. Yeah. He only had touchdowns where he scored one touchdown. It's like, all right, whatever. He's still the main focal point in the Giants. As long as they have shitty receivers, Saquon Barkley will be the main focal point of that offense Plus, Daniel Jones likes to run the ball himself, so I still see a run-heavy offense as their scheme for next year, too. And I could see Saquon going even earlier than 110, honestly. Names like Josh Jacobs, maybe Devontae Adams, I can see Saquon going in front of. I'm not saying Saquon could be a top-five pick, but uh, I just think that the 110 is a little late for Saquon i have him as my one nine though so i mean it's really not that much different
0: uh, it's not that crazy i don't think but i had him in my original one and now that we're talking about it i like am starting to reconsider some things but i had him as one four originally so i think he could actually have an even better season next year like you talked about he's definitely he's always going to be the focal point i think no matter what when he's on the giants But if they actually get some wide receiver talent in there, take some of the pressure off of him, open up more opportunities for him, he could have an even better season next year.
1: I agree.
2: Yeah, the only thing about Saquon is I'm pretty sure he's a free agent after this year.
1: Oh, so it's a contract year? Next year?
2: Yeah. No, I don't think – And I don't know the Giants. We'd have to ask Giants fans because I know – like the going theme in the NFL is don't pay star running
0: backs. No, I thought Saquon already got his, his contract.
2: You might be right. Cause he, or is he, I don't think he's a free agent.
1: He's a free agent after the 2023 season. Okay. Oh, no, wait. he's an no, undrafted no, just...
2: in 2023. This is his oh, last year. Wow. This is his last year. He's an undrafted free agent next year.
1: It's He's gonna the- get the bag and then just suck like Kenny Galladay. The Giants aren't gonna let him go.
0: There's no I way. Don't think
1: they, I don't think I can see the Giants being a team that pays their running back because they're like this is all we have, <laughs>
0: and they want they want to build like the Giants already showed this year that they're improving. I don't okay. think you want to take the main focal point of your offense away when your team's finally showing improvement.
1: Yeah, I wonder if is Daniel Jones a free agent. He is, so they could say, peace out, Daniel Jones, we're keeping Barkley. This actually makes the most sense. They're going to say, peace out, Daniel Jones, we're keeping Barkley. I don't think
0: they're going to, I think they're going to keep him.
2: I think they're going to keep Danny Dimes, too. I think they're going to keep
0: both. Yeah. The Giants actually, like, Danny Dimes has been low-key pretty good this year. I think Saquon stays. So that leaves it to me. And, wow, a couple of these guys I had higher on my board. So. This is a tough decision for me. I'm between a running back and a wide receiver, and that's Derrick Henry and Jamar Chase.
1: Me too. Those are my last two picks in the first round.
0: Not me. I had these guys actually higher up. I'm saying this is like the pick I would make now. Oh,
1: yeah, you should just do the higher one.
0: I don't know. I think I would go – no, I'm going with Jamar Chase here. I think he's going to have a better season next year. I think there will be positive regression with him. And although I think Derrick Henry is still going to be Derrick Henry, I just think there's more upside with Jamar Chase.
2: Yeah, I love Jamar Chase. I had him at the 1-8. I actually had him right after Saquon. I had Saquon 1-7, Jamar Chase
0: 1-8. I had Jamar 1-8 too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and so I love Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow's a stud. They just they play super well together.
0: All right, Paul, bring us home. Last pick of your way, way, way too early twenty twenty three mock draft.
2: Yes, so I hate to break your hearts, but Derrick Henry will not be a first round pick.
1: Wow. I and by the way, real quick, Paul, if Derrick Henry were to get drafted there, then Everyone in my first round would have been drafted. Maybe not the same order, but that would have been all my names. I would have, he, one,
0: I would have one missing. Yeah, so
2: I because I get to round out, all of my first round picks are, are in here. But that's because I have the closing. The only really difference is I didn't have Henry in my first round. But I'm going to make John really happy here. I'm going to put AJ Brown. That's who I
0: had as my last pick Dude, in the first round.
2: I have that's
1: a. I had him and I changed him out. I brought him down a couple ones, but dude, I love the AJ Brown pick. I think that's he, sorry. It's your pick. Go ahead.
2: No, it's fine. But just, I, and John, so
0: hard.
2: God, I know you love him. So I'll honestly let you take it away here. But my biggest argument for AJ Brown is he has been absolutely fantastic this year and the Eagles have been rolling. Jalen Hurts comes back. You can only see Jalen Hurts improving. I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to get worse. And so I think A.J. Brown's going to light the world on fire.
1: Dude, I love that you did that because I had it. And then my thought was like, "There's it's a PPR league. Running backs still do take advantage over wide receivers. I know it was different this year in terms of like total scoring. But I do think that there are some running backs on this board, which we will talk about now tomorrow that i think you have to grab in a ppr league so if this was a standard scoring league aj brown would totally be up there for yeah. sure. But, um,
2: so before we go my one argument here for aj brown is that once so once barkley goes off the board then you're left with some running backs and you can argue derrick henry but you're left with running backs where you're like not fully confident that they're going to be top five running backs. Where with A.J. Brown, you can feel confident that you're getting a potential top five receiver with top three upside. Look Let's at him, 26
0: what? years old. Twenty five. Oh, he's five this year. Wow.
1: Yeah, he's the fifth best wide receiver. And in our draft, he is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. So that is amazing value for A.J. Brown. For a way too early 2023 mock draft. Of course.
0: I like that pick a lot. A.J. Brown exceeded my expectations personally this season, and I would definitely be looking to draft him at this point in time at the end of the first round. Great yeah. pick.
2: Dude, I love this. Like, we actually know what we're talking about, and that's the coolest part. <laughs> we're actually really good at this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so before we do our little outro, let's recap the first round of our way, way, way too early mock draft.
1: Sure, so the 1-1 was CMC, just like last year. The 1-2 is certainly not Jonathan Taylor. It is Justin Jefferson, as he was the highest scorer of all... Oh, wait, no, Eckler was actually the highest scorer, right? So Jefferson was definitely the number one receiver. Then we got Eckler, who is the number one running back this year at going at the 1-3. Tyreek Hill at the 1-4. Devontae Adams at the 1-5. Stephon Diggs at the 1-6. A little bit of a wide receiver run there. You got Josh Jacobs finally finding the first round. Congratulations to him. Cooper Cup, whoever Team 8 is, gets amazing value in Cooper Cup at the 1-8. Then you got Travis Kelsey, who has been falling at the end of the first round early second round he finally hits we'll call it middle of the first round one nine Saquon Barkley pretty much staying exactly where he was drafted at last year Um, but we think that he is going to do better than just the 10th best player right there so Barkley amazing value at the 110 Jamar Chase the 111 and AJ Brown finding his way into the first round, thanks to Paul Orlando.
2: i do it for my boys up in Philly. All
0: right,
1: Bob, you want to send us away?
0: Yep, I'll wrap it up. Thank you, as always, for listening. This was episode 27 of our way, way, way too early NFL mock draft. Catch us tomorrow where we'll be doing our way, way, way too early mock draft for round two of 2023 thanks as always for listening we are on all your lovely social media platforms see you guys next time peace
2: see ya john did you make your B real us recording too yes that's cool